Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, the best thing that happened to me yesterday was I got offered tickets to the Bucks warriors game so I could fast-forward through ASU Washington. Yeah, yeah. This is why I texted you at halftime. I didn't tell you it was halftime, and I was going to just ask if you knew because I, I thought about telling you, you know, you could probably save yourself a lot of time. I'll just tell you it wasn't good. I mean, I wound up watching the game in, I think, about 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. That's probably about all that you needed. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, the I was surprised because I knew it. I, I, I figured it was going bad, and I was surprised that it was 3 nothing at the end of 1. Yeah. And so I was feeling, <laughs> mistakenly, feeling okay. I was like... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it, you know, it. it uh, they, they didn't, you know, hit us with a with the blitz right off the bat, um, you know, they came out and looked, looked a little like a team that was kind of maybe still hanging their heads from the previous week. Um, but it was a good opponent for them. You know, we've, we've been in that situation a couple of times, you know, in recent years where you you come off a tough loss or you come off a big win and you kind of like to get a team that's, that's down too. And, and they, they'll let you, you know, find your legs. and, And that's exactly what we did. You know, we, uh, we didn't take advantage of their sluggish start. You know, the game really, really turned. If there was a turning point on the, you know, the interception return that was called back for us, and then we end up throwing an interception, and two plays later they get a 75-yard touchdown, and so it's it's 10 nothing instead of 7-3, and, uh, you know, from there it just felt like going through the motions. Well, let's talk about that play. So Karan Crump makes the interception on the tip pass, and at the three-yard line on his way in, yeah. You have Maurice Chandler shoved Browning in the back. And yeah. it, it was yeah. one of those things where, what was one, did you really think Jake Browning was going to stop Karan Crump, right. who's right. huge and the you know one of the fastest guys on the team? Right. And what's the, what's the point of doing it if he tackles, you're at the three. What's the exactly. worst that happens? If he tackles him at the three, he's down, we have the ball at the three. Instead yeah, the three, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a, a, a not a smart play. Um, I mean, you know, now I was I was listening to that part on the radio. I was driving home during that portion of the game, and so I'm getting the the homer call. And uh, you know, according to Jeff Van Raphorst, um, now I went back and watched it later. You know, uh, Browning did a great job of turning his back to Chandler, and he did. He did. I mean, you know, I don't I don't know if he planned it that way, uh, but it was a smart play. You know, he probably knew he wasn't going to make the tackle, so you go in and you try to draw the call, and he got up looking for the call. Nonetheless, it was a, it was the right call. You know, I mean, uh, you know, Van Raphorst was making the case. Oh, it didn't have anything to do. He would have scored anyway. But that's True, exactly but right. That's why you that's don't touch it. That's not the rule. Him. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and that's not the rule. You know, like uh, there there are situations in football. That's one. Um, you know, holdings on defense are another. You know, where I think sometimes we should we should allow, you know, a little more slack if it doesn't affect the play. But the fact is, that's the rule. You know, until they until they change the rule to be that way, where you know, if you hold a guy on the other side of the field on an incomplete pass, that you know, that's not a penalty. Uh, I would love to see that, but at this point, you know, the rules are the rules, and you know that, and and uh, you know, it just it just didn't make any sense. He didn't need to do it. He could have just let him run past him. Yeah. You know, he didn't need to touch him at all. And you're right. Even if he makes that tackle or trips him up, you know, the ball's inside the three yard line. So. 
you know, and then and then you compound the mistake by throwing an interception. Guy made a great play on the interception in the end zone, but I mean, it was you know, a terrific the, catch. But you know, yeah. The the other yeah. thing is, can our offense be a little more predictable on trying to force the ball to Nikhil Harry? Because I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not yeah. sure that we can, you know, telegraph these throws right. from Manny any any Right, we right. I mean, you know. It, the offense, um, you know, at the end of the game, the numbers don't look nearly as bad as and they're they're still bad, but you know, the the fourth quarter was some good garbage time production because the first three quarters were awful offensively. I mean, well, I mean really, they, really awful. They outgained us five thirty nine to two forty five. Yeah, and, yeah, and I and I think I read at the half it was two ninety to forty eight. Um, and and then I you know from the time of Manny's interception, I believe through the through the touchdown drive, we had like 30 yards total. Uh, you know, I mean, that's... Well, we didn't have a first down until, uh, right. you know, deep in the second quarter, I right, think. Right, right. You know, yeah, yeah. And and uh, and got, you know, the, the first drive of the second half, we go three and out. You know, so they already had taken a 24 nothing lead. They come out, put together a, a long, you know, clock-killing drive, get a field goal. We go three and out. They put together another long drive, another field goal. I mean... It's one of those games that we're kind of lucky it didn't look worse. They kicked two field goals there inside the 10, you know, early in the second half. I mean, the game could have really gotten out of hand. Not to say it wasn't, but it could have gotten a whole lot worse. ASU's defense did ASU defense things. Um, the first touchdown they allowed was a 70 or a, yeah, 75, 75 yard pass to Chico McClatcher. Second yep. touchdown was 46 yards to Dante Pettis. Yep. Yeah, you know, yeah. Gaskin had a forty-five yard run. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, more big plays, same old, same old. You know, I mean, fifteen touchdowns allowed now of fifty yards or more. Um, and I'd love to see what the numbers are. You know, Howler's been keeping the the fifty yards or more. What are what are the numbers on forty yards or more, thirty yards or more? Because we've given up a, a fair amount of those two two forty plus last night that don't count by to the numbers. So. Um, yeah, you know, it's just it's. Uh, what can you say? I mean, I'm I'm. I reached a point of max frustration last week, I think, and uh, so it's it's still there. Um, <laughs> but there's you no, know, you I, can't dig deeper into the. No, world. I really can. I mean, uh, you know, at, at some point, um, you know, you have to be embarrassed by this, and and I hope that they are. I hope that the coaching staff is. I hope that the players are. And you know, there's there's no fixing it. Obviously, this season, uh, you know, we're we're past that point. Um, but you know, you you need you need to be embarrassed because that will hopefully bring about something you can do to change it. I don't I don't again like we talked about last week. I don't know what that answer is, but you know you you can't just continue to say, well, we've got injuries. Uh, yeah, we do. We do have injuries, but every team does. It's November. You know, there, there's probably not a team in the land that doesn't have a, you know a couple of starters that are hurt, a couple of guys they were depending on that are out for the year. Um, we've been hit particularly hard, but you know, everybody gets hit by injuries and you, you know, so, so nobody really wants to hear that. And the fact is when we were healthy, we were having these troubles too. Yeah. I mean, look, we're get, we're allowing 500 yards of total offense and scoring plays of longer than 40 yards. And yeah. the, the thing is we're also, and this is just, you know, I, I guess from the perspective of, uh, living it not necessarily because the stats bear it out but it feels like anytime there's a momentum shift the defense isn't prepared to answer no when Manny no, throws I mean, the pick and then McClatcher yeah. has the 75 yard I mean 
or we come yeah. out of halftime and it's like, oh, we, you know, all we got to do is make a stop and we give up a big play. Right. right. I mean, it, it was, it was, uh, you know, it was the closest I've seen. And I don't want to say that they totally did because in some ways they were just outmanned and out, you know, I mean, look, this is a top 10 team uh, you expect to, to have them, you know, be better. Uh, but it was the closest I've seen to a team that looked like it was just kind of going through the motions. Really just didn't, you know, like we had a little bit of fight to us early. And then after that sequence of, you know, the, the return gets called back, we throw a pick, they get a big play touchdown. Just felt like from then on, we were kind of like, well, all right, we gave it our best shot. Let's just finish this game out and, you know, find a way to get home. Uh, <laughs> well, ASU, you know. ASU social media was all about that. Yeah, out, yeah, keep the cup yeah. before the game was over. Which is a bad look, really bad look. I mean, uh, you know, and yes, it's 30 to nothing. Yes, the game. I mean, the game was over at halftime. Uh, it, you know, you knew it. Um, there was there was absolutely zero chance of any sort of comeback um, to make even the game interesting. You know, you just you just knew because it felt like Washington was just toying with us in the second half. Like it, it kind of felt like if they had really wanted to break out the big guns, they could have scored another, you know, 20, uh, 25, 30 points in that half and, and, you know, really buried us. They just kind of felt like they were, you know, working on things as the game went along almost taking, you know, taking the short pass and not trying to give us a big mistake, which they, they didn't, you know, they, they moved the ball methodically. They got a couple field goals and they, they never let us back in the game. So, um, but I felt like they took their foot off the gas a little bit too. And, uh, yeah, it just, you know, it just, it just felt like a game that everybody kind of knew we didn't have much chance to win. And when the first, you know, bullet didn't go our way, we just kind of, you know, rolled up the sidewalks and said, all right, let's go home. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly in the second half, once it, you know, everyone sort of had a gentleman's agreement. It looked like of, well, yeah. we have rivalry games next week, and for ASU, yeah. that's our chance to go to a bowl. For Washington, yeah. it's for the yeah. conference title. It's for, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it crossed my mind watching the game in the second half and watching Manny take some hits and, and knowing our lack of depth behind him uh, that maybe we should just get him out of there because, uh, you know, the thing I did not want was, was a, uh, you know, a major injury, um, you know, that, that affects you in six days. Uh, I don't think that happened, but, you know, it, it did cross my mind. Maybe just take him out. Well, yeah. I mean, it's at a certain point, the game's over, and it's about damage control. And maybe that point was at kickoff or when it was scheduled <laughs> that we had to play Washington. But, yeah, you know, yeah. now it comes down to, unfortunately, what we talked about for a few weeks now, which is you, yeah. you've got to go on the road in a rivalry game against a team who – potentially could be trying to save their coach's job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, their their season, you know, has, has totally come off the rails, as ours did. Um, you know, it just came off later. Um, you know, it's it's a uh, – I don't, I don't know. Um, it would take, you know, some work on, on somebody's part. But, you know, combined 13-game losing streak coming in, they've lost eight in a row, we've lost five in a row. Uh, it's hard to believe that there's much worse – uh, in the history of this rivalry, and it's it's not an illustrious history in this rivalry. We've had a lot of mediocre games and a lot of games where teams are battling for bowl eligibility, and that's it. Um, this is pretty bad, you know. It's it's hard to hard to remember one that felt this uh, ugly with one team that's really bad and one team that is uh, below average and just trying to you know keep their head above water for another three weeks. Um, 
I, you know, I, I, I want to win the game and I want to get to a bowl. And yet there's a, there's a part of me admittedly that kind of thinks I wouldn't be so sad to see this season end and move on because it's really gotten ugly. I mean, the, I, I just want the extra practice time because that's I really what it comes I mean, down it, to. It, you know, it, it makes it, yes, it's you know, and obviously you want to win the game. It's a rivalry game, and if we were zero and eleven, I'd want to win the game. Um, but you know, I'm watching that game last night and thinking, you know what, we lose next week, and this season comes to an end, I'm not going to feel too sad. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, yeah. You know, the one thing that gives me some solace is, and you and I have talked about this both on and offline. You know, the Apple Cup was a meaningless game to see if somebody would win a game. Sure. And sure. now the Apple yeah. Cup is for the Pac-12 North title. So well, I was, I was, uh, I was talking to somebody this morning and, and they made it, you know, I was, they say, you know, hard to believe this game decided the, the South two years ago. And it did. And I, and I thought at that moment, you know, Colorado was 0-9 two years ago. So it shows you how quickly things change. I mean, two seasons ago, this, this game was one, two in the South and Colorado was the basement. And now, you know, Colorado's going to be playing for the division title next week, and, and we're battling for the basement. So, uh, yeah, it, you know, things do turn around, and and I guess that's really about the only hope you can cling to because it's uh, it's a rough year, and it's and it's a year that you know, looking at it now, and I don't I don't know if you've you know looked at the records, but the wins we had, they they're soft. I mean, the teams we beat that we thought were good or halfway good are not good. Uh, Texas Tech is four and seven. Lost yesterday to Iowa State, sixty-six to ten. Um, it was just an unforgivable loss for them, uh, you know. And I, I'll admit I was wrong on them. Boy, I took a took a chance on them, and boy did they come back to haunt me. Um, UCLA is four and seven. Cal is four and seven. The best team we've beaten is Texas San Antonio. And they're five and six. Yeah, I mean, hmm. it, we're gonna. It's entirely possible that we'll end this year. Without beating a a bowl eligible team. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I think it's. Uh, I, it, mean, I guess it's San Antonio UTSA. could if, if yeah. they win their last. I don't know who their last game is. Even NAU, who you know, oh, they're a big sky, blah blah blah. They're five and six. Uh, they finished under five hundred. You know, so so it's uh, it's it's a uh, it's just a rough year. And it, I mean, it. You know, I made the comparison to you early in the year, uh, to oh seven. And it kind of it didn't finish the same way, but the first half of the season was much like the 07 season. We really didn't beat anybody good. We, we played one good team, and they, they blew us out. Uh, they were up by 35 early in the fourth before you know we got a couple of cheap touchdowns late. Um, and, and the other teams we beat were just not very good. And you know you thought you didn't know it at the time, and I thought Texas Tech was, was at least a, you know, a solid eight win type of team. You thought Cal was, you know, Cal came in after beating Texas. You thought, oh man, maybe Cal. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I mean, you think Cal's got a shot? Turns out Texas is also bad. Texas suffering a yeah. bad loss yesterday. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're a disaster. And it just uh, you know it just gets worse, and you keep piling on, and it's one of those things where you you think, well, ASU basketball plays Davidson today. That that's fun. I guess I can. <laughs> I guess I can start really looking at that, and ASU basketball yeah. signed both their recruits, so maybe it's time for me to switch to that since ASU football's not recruiting well, ASU football's not right. playing well. It's you know, right. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh you know it's comes down to this U of A game, and and uh, you know we might be moving on to basketball completely in seven days, uh, or we might have a meaningless bowl game to play. We'll see. Yeah, my brother texted me yesterday, and he's like, 
if you beat us, do you think they'll still invite you to a bowl? And I said, yeah, because there's a lot they of bowl to. games. Yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not like the old days. Uh, but, you know, if you're six and six, you're going. Yeah, and so, but it's not going to be a it's not going to be a good bowl if we make it. I I do hope no. we make it for a variety of reasons, but you know, it's not exciting. The rest of college football yesterday was kind of fun though. Yeah, yeah. Had, uh, Ohio State early barely survive. Michigan. Yeah, State. it was tough, you know, but they they found a way, and that's at this point for them, that's all that matters, I think. Yeah, um, and then you know we touched on Texas losing to Kansas for the first time since before World War II. That's not good. Yeah, I think it's it's the death knell for Charlie Strong. Unfortunately, uh, you know, I think it was probably gonna maybe gonna happen anyway, but it's it's impossible to survive that one. Well, and the shine that had, you know, in theory come off Tom Herman is back. So Yes, it is. <laughs> you yeah, can just go yeah. ahead and move his office to Austin any time now. Quite possible. Um, you know, but you do have Louisville losing, which throws the picture for the playoffs uh, a little bit more in favor for Washington now if they can it win does. out because you still have that Michigan-Ohio State game looming. Right. I mean, you know, you never know what happens with teams jumping them, but it's it's what I said to you on Tuesday night. You know, they, they were by default five. They needed one upset. They got it already. So, you know, they're they're still in good position. They beat Washington State, and they win the Pac-12 title game. I, I think they're going to have a pretty good argument. One of the good games yesterday was Washington State-Colorado. And, and for Washington State, yeah. it was, uh, you know, other than just looking good, it didn't really. They don't need it because they, you know, they only needed the Apple Cup. Right. But Colorado showed you a recipe there for how they can succeed. One, it's tough to beat them at altitude when you're playing yeah. against them, and and especially if you're an up tempo team like Washington State, it it's hard to catch your breath against that Colorado team because they're happy to also play you up tempo. True. True. Yeah. No, they were they were very impressive yesterday. Uh, I mean, I, you know they. They fell behind 14-7, and Washington State was driving, and I kind of thought, you know, are we are we about to see them get exposed? But they uh, they got a stop on a fourth down, they went down and scored, and, and, and then they dominated the second half, really. Yeah, I got to say, the coach's kid, Jay McIntyre, yeah. he's, you know, he might be the college equivalent of a Wes Welker type. He, he goes yeah. over the middle, he takes hard hits. I'm not sure that he's going to be long for a playing career because of the hits he's taking. Right. But he's certainly not afraid to uh, to put his body on the line. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was an impressive game. I mean, Lou Fowl got hurt and then came back in, and you know, so he he ran the ball well. I think he had over 100 yards rushing. Uh, you know, they're they're a legit team. You watched that game yesterday, and you kind of I was kind of watching it, thinking, all right, are they going to come back to reality a little? Are they not really that good? But they they answered, you know. I was impressed. Well, that running back of theirs, Philip Lindsay, is mm-hmm. just a bowling ball. He bounce, you know, he bounces around. He's physical, but he's yes. not slow. I mean, he when he gets no, space, he can start no. pulling away from people. No, and they and they got a solid defense. I mean, that's that's one thing they have. And Washington State too. I mean, those those are teams that can score, but they also play defense, and that should be what we aspire to. Yeah. <laughs> Considering our coach is supposed to be a defensive coach, you would you would yeah. hope that it's not asking a lot to aspire no. to try to play I mean, well on defense. It's the style that we use to play. 
We, mm-hmm. we, you know, neither of those defenses is going to shut you out, but they can get several stops. They can force a turnover, and, and it's enough with a good offense. And you know, we're just not we're not getting either side. I mean, the the only positives out of last night are Zane Gonzalez and Nikhil Harry. That's about it. I mean, can we? I don't know what else Zane can do. It's not his fault the team is bad. Can we give him the Groza Award with another 50-yard field goal? Well, the announcers were hyping it up last night, so I hope that that hope people are paying attention. Brady yeah, Quinn I mean, is a Zane Gonzalez homer, and, I'm, is, and I love it. Well, I mean, and, and that crew is our unofficial crew. I mean, <laughs> we've had them for like five games this year, so so they're well exposed to the Zane magic. I mean, it's one of those things where initially I got kind of excited to see that crew again because I'm like, oh. They're my guys. I, right. I, and luckily, I fast-forwarded through most of it, but I, <laughs> I, I don't think I like any crew. I, I'm not sure there's a, a non-ESPN or Vern Lundquist-led crew that I'm true. enjoying right now, especially when true. Gus is doing basketball half the time. That's true. That's true. But, you know, I Zane is a bright spot in an otherwise disappointing year. It's also a bad sign when you have more yards punting than yards of total offense, which ASU had last <laughs> night. And, yes, it is. And, you know, Matt Hawk has had a fine year. The special teams are what they are. I mean, the, yeah. the, the game-ender for Washington on the onside's kick that they ran back is just one of those things where you're trying to make a play, and if you call the, if you call the middle uh, right. onsides and your kicker doesn't get on the ball... There's no, yeah. there's nobody there to help. <laughs> no, no, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you could say one thing bad about Zane, it's that his onside kicks aren't very good. The the two last night were bad, but you know, I'll I'll still take him. Yeah, look, if he can hit the fifty yard field goal, we wouldn't yeah. need the onside's kick if the offense got him in the end zone. So true, true, and if the defense could get some more stops. <laughs> yeah, really, all phases of the game. I you know I can't I, my text to you last night was something like they're beating us in yeah. the trenches they're beating us uh, in all phases but yeah. I guess that's every game this year <laughs> yeah you're not wrong I mean it's it's definitely been that way the the second half of the season the the offensive line struggles have been something to to wonder at because mm-hmm. you know I know we've had injuries on the line and I know we've done some shuffling but. When you're starting a walk-on at center and you move the guy who started at center for much of the year to guard after his suspension, that that tells me that the number one JUCO center last year can't beat out a walk-on. That I got, I got major problems with either the ranking system or our evaluating of players as a coaching staff. So, but, but something is wrong that our best player is a walk-on center. Oh, I agree. I mean, in a lot of ways, beyond just the offensive line. But, yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, there's also, yesterday, we, we got to see DeMario Richard lead the team in carries for the first time in four weeks, yeah. and, and that was eight carries. And yeah, part true. of that, I suppose, is your offense doesn't move the ball at all, and then you get down by a bunch, so you don't sure. run the ball. But, you know, even if you take out the sacks, it was, I think, Bellage averaged less than two yards a carry, and Richard averaged just over three. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we uh, we struggled in all aspects. Again, you know, the passing numbers look a little bit better because of the garbage time, but yeah. uh, you know, we we weren't good throwing the ball either until it didn't matter anymore. Yeah. One, well, and, and I mean, when we started this talk, I mentioned how we're predictable when we throw to Nikhil Harry, but I guess at the same time, he he's the only guy who's got a chance to make 
the sure. spectacular play. Tim White, you know, missed a couple interesting ones. I I guess the garbage time JJ Wilson two touchdowns is something <laughs> positive to build on. He hopefully you know he's look if he can if he actually has that good of hands and he can make that kind of pl- catch consistently, then maybe you found yourself a weapon because he's a big target and True. he's physical. He, you know. No, I agree. I mean, no, they were they were nice plays. They were obviously out of desperation. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when you're when you're struggling to find positives, I guess you'll take that one. It felt kind of like the Richard Rodgers touchdown against the Lions yes. in that he's a big guy and he got his paws on the ball and. He pulled it in because no one could rip it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be a, a rough go here. But we head into Thanksgiving and the rivalry week. We've got the Sun Devils traveling to Arizona, bowl eligibility on the line, potentially the last game of the year, potentially the last game for a number of coaches on both staffs. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt and I will be back to preview it before Thanksgiving, and we will discuss the aftermath of it, hopefully positively. After Thanksgiving. Until then, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.